Hello and welcome to the Extremist Publishing Podcast. I'm Tom Christie, and I'm delighted today to welcome a brand new friend of the podcast, Mrs. Michelle Maddox, who is the founder and owner of Clutimictook Dumplings Limited. Now, today's topic is going to be Scottish cultural and food heritage, and no one knows more about Scotland's food heritage than Michelle. And she's going to be talking a little bit about her company, the different products that she produces, and telling us a little bit more about the work that she's planning to do in the future. Welcome. Thank you, Tom, for the introduction. I'm known as the Clutie Dumpling Queen here in Scotland. So, um, and for those that don't know what Clutie means, it means cloth, and I'm the Clutie Dumpling Queen because I make Clutie Dumplings, which is an authentic Scottish pudding. Um, and for those that don't know what a Clutie Dumpling is, it dates back to 1747, and that was the first published recipe. And it's all about a fruit pudding that's mixed to the perfect consistency being boiled in that clute, that cloth. And what we do is once we've mixed it up, we pop it in a cloth clute, and then it goes into pots to boil for many hours, and then it goes into ovens to dry, which forms that perfect skin on the outside of a clutie dumpling. So, Michelle, uh, Extremist Publishing and Clutie McToot first met uh, when we were writing the Secrets and Mysteries of the Heart 200 book, um, because it really is uh, one of the best uh, and most interesting places that you will visit uh, in that Stirlingshire, Perthshire route. Um, but the thing that really uh, interested my co-author uh, Julie and myself um, was the fact that there is just so much that you've done with this traditional Scottish dish. Um, it's something I imagine that many people in Scotland will uh, equate with Christmas because uh, like the Christmas pudding it's something that you can have a charm hidden in um, and uh, I suppose for many of the English listeners uh, there's a relationship with Plum Duff as well isn't there? Yeah so I'll, I'll go through my story so as a child I would go to Granny's and um, I used to be very jealous of my brother. He would get out in the garden with Grandpa. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I was in the kitchens with Granny. And I was always the one that had to help out make the clutie dumpling, as well as the mince and tatties and everything else that we'd be having over the weekend. And then in December 2015, after I got my food degree, I have four children and my son, he wanted to be behind a market stall at school fate. Um, and unfortunately, he was turned down. So as a parent, I hired a stall um, for five pounds and I was like, oh, what will we make? And I thought, well, I'll relive my youth. And um, we made six of Granny's Clutie dumplings and off we went um, to sell them. And we sold out that day. And next year came around Christmas time again and we thought, right, we'll, we'll make our six dumplings, off we went. And a lady came up to stall and said, oh, you know, they were really good. Why don't you start it as your business? And so that brings me into April 2017. I thought, right, we're going to start this business. Um, named it, named it Clutie McToot. We can't just develop a business on Clutie Dumpling or for the English plum duff, plum pudding. We needed to have more diversity in there to bring in other consumers. So I love food development. And if we go back to our heritage, you couldn't just go along to Tesco's and buy a bag of sultanas or raisins to make that pudding. What it was about was looking at what was within your local area, what you could grasp hold of, whether it be from friends or neighbors, 
or actually really late in the grounds, whether it be strawberries or raspberries. And so I thought, right, I'll develop um, dumplings on that basis. And so we make 10 different flavours, but it is literally of just what we can find within the local area. So when we make a whiskey dumpling, we've got a whiskey distillery just down the road. Um, when we make plum and gin, we use yet again another local distiller that does the gin and then the local plums. So it is literally going back to our roots, um, old times past of what we can find around about us and developing those flavours into a traditional heritage product of the clutty dumpling. Yeah, because that's the amazing thing, isn't it? Uh, the clutty dumpling really is king of uh, Scottish Christmas foods, particularly. Um, I think of other things like, you know, the festive bannock cake or the Yule bannock um, and various other foods that people have enjoyed over the years. The clutty dumpling really has taken that uh, that gold medal, hasn't it? It has, but it's the versatility of, of the clutty dumpling as well. I mean, it's not just a, a pudding, Tom. It, it can be so many things. Um, and it was all back to about sustainment as well and sustainment and getting through the day so people would make these large clutty dumplings um, often for their tea they'd have it as a pudding in the morning they would have it as their breakfast and then anything left they would incorporate it into whatever other dishes that they had going along um, another thing, another point to make is and it is coming actually back with energy costs and things like that happening today is it was a dish that could be incorporated into another dish for cooking. So it's a one pot dish. So often um, these big families would have their pot of soup on and then they'd make their dumpling. The dumpling would go in the clute, into the pot of soup. Then the soup would be ready, they'd have the soup and then the dumpling would be ready afterwards for the pudding. And you know, with energy costs, we're all looking at those one dishes that we can actually make a couple of dishes out of. And it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because when you look at the clutty dumpling, anyone who's perhaps familiar with Scottish cuisine uh, might have a very particular idea of uh, of what it would taste like. But you've really turned it into an art form, haven't you? You've brought in many different types of flavours and, and different styles of, of cooking, um, which have really captured people's imaginations. Yeah, um, as I said, you, you can have the clutty dumpling with your, your custard cream and ice cream. But we develop flavours to go with other flavours. So, for example, a nice piece of duck, um, our plum and gin clutty dumpling, really works well within stuffing of the duck. Um, our traditional clutty dumpling, if you break that up and put that into mincemeat, you can make really nice Scottish burgers, sausage rolls, Scotch eggs. It is so versatile. Um, you can use it within chicken dishes. Um, it's really nice in korma dishes. And then you can make it as extravagant as you want. And we've been fortunate enough to have our clay dumpling paired with Krug Champagne. So it can be as extravagant as you want or as, as basic as you want. And uh, let's not forget, of course, that your dishes have captured the public imagination um, right around the UK and beyond, uh, because not just in Scotland um, have you received recognition. You've been on TV as well. Would you like to say a bit about the experiences you had? Yes. So I was very fortunate enough um, to be chosen to be a contestant on Gordon Ramsay's Future Food Stars, um, which appeared on the television in 2022, and you can actually get that on iPlayer. Um, I managed to get up to week six, and it was a fantastic opportunity. 
it was one that it taught me that actually I don't need to be in my business all of the time for it to work very well. Um, we're a family business and um, I managed to leave mum and my husband and my team and Dumpling still went out the door. So as I said, it taught me I don't need to be there all of the time. But it also enabled me to have time to think about who I was and the journey that I was on because I wasn't in that business every two minutes. And I think that really developed me as a person as well as the company. And um, and as you said, we've been very fortunate enough. We're, we're starting to increase our wholesale within the UK. Um, we're currently exporting into America, into Charlotte and North Carolina. And um, our product will be going out to Canada. And um, I'm very excited um, that we should be launching in Pete's in Nova Scotia, Halifax area very soon. So the company is, is continued to grow and I guess we offer taking people back on a journey of times past but also for that new generation it, it's it's given them a bit of our culture and heritage um, of what we used to do. And not only that, and here I'm going on Tom, is um, we're all about being high fruit and low sugar and no preservatives and I'm guessing this is the kind of product that people are looking for nowadays. Yes, because I mean there is a perennial fascination in North America for Scottish cultural heritage and looking back over those those uh, historical links. Um, are you going to be deepening your, your relationship with the North American continent in the, the years to come? So I'm back out in America, um, in Philadelphia in May, um, hoping to expand my um, distribution within the other states within the USA. Um, everybody wants a piece of Scottish heritage and um, I believe that our product is, is truly um, offers that Scottish taste sensation. It is, um, as I said, it's very heritage and uh, it's, it's, it's a lovely product. It's a lovely bespoke product. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's certainly been borne out by the enthusiasm for it right across the country because am I right in thinking that you sell them at farmers markets and uh, in various other events as well as in shops? Yes, yeah, so we currently supply farmers markets, um, delis, um, then we go to Michelin star restaurants, five star hotels, um, the transport, we've got Caledonian Rail, Flying Scotsman, um, we supply Houses of Parliament. Um, I was very fortunate enough to meet um, previous Prime Minister Boris and our recent Prime Minister. So um, I'd like to take a daily, or sorry, a daily, not daily, an annual trip down to 10 Downing Street um, to present them with a dumpling on St Andrew's Day. So that's kind of been set in the diary. Yeah, and it's important to point out as well that in addition to all of the work that you've done with uh, Clutie Dumplings that uh, you're an author as well. Yeah, um, when I started the business in 2017 I did start it with my children so even the name um, was developed through my children. We wanted a name that rhymed with Clutie. So we came up with, well my children came up with McTootie and we thought well Clutie McTootie is a bit of a mouthful so we dropped the IE and at that time my son um, had a potato head and I don't know if many of you might know what a potato head is but used to be able to stick in the eyes and the nose and the mouth and, and change its characters and it was shaped like a potato so what we did um, is we wrapped a bit of tartan 
around this potato head and that became Clutimic 2. That was our icon that we sit on the table when we were working out how we were going to do these dumplings and how we were going to go to the market stalls and, and the progression of the business. And um, my children, we would sit there and they loved to, to hear a story. So that's how we developed the, the storybook, um, Clutimic 2, um, found in Abernethy. And there's a story with that as well, Tom. Um, so I wanted to write this children's book. I'd been dabbling about with some rhyming words and developing the business in April 2017. And then I get a call from this lady in Dundee and I was only a few months into my business. Very random call. Could I deliver a couple of dumplings to Dundee? And I thought, well, I'm starting the business. I'll, I'll do it. But I knew that I was going to be actually at a loss by the time I travelled there and my petrol and my time. But as you do, you're learning, you're starting your business, you want it to grow. So in the car I went with these two dumplings and I arrive at this house and then she's like, you, you must come in and meet my husband. And I thought, oh gosh, this is just, I, I don't know where I am. And now I'm going into this strange house to meet this woman's dump, um, husband. And um, she says, you know, we've we seen your article about the dumplings in the Courier newspaper. And I says, oh yeah, she says, and you wanted to write a children's book? I says, yeah, I would love to. I says, I've been writing some words. She says, well, come and meet my husband. And um, she took me into the living room and I was very fortunate enough to meet um, Jim Glenn, Jimmy Glenn, who was one of the original illustrators for Dandy and um, for DC Thompson. And during that conversation of dropping off the two dumplings, he offered to illustrate my children's book and we published that in 2017. Yes, it is a really colourful and beautifully illustrated book. How can people go about finding a copy for themselves? Um, currently we have a website where you can purchase a copy. Um, we had it in Waterstones in Dundee and Perth and um, it was on Amazon as well but mainly through purchasing it from our website, which is www.clutymictootdumplings.com. So we've spoken a little bit about how important the Clutie Dumpling was to Scotland's culinary past, um, but what do you think the future has in store for it? I, to be honest, want to keep it the exact same way. Um, I'm hoping to pass a law through Parliament to protect the manufacturing of the Clutie Dumpling I don't want to change it in any way, in fact I want to protect it and I'd like to protect it in respect to passing a law that a clouty dumpling can only be called a clouty dumpling if it has been manufactured or handcrafted in a cloth and that's what dates back to those recipes um, from 1747. Um, I think it's, it's a fantastic product as it is, it is our heritage and yes I do develop it with flavour but I have no intent to change the shape or how it's manufactured. Um, you can get steamed clouty dumplings and you can get microwave clouty dumplings. Um, you can get clouty dumplings that look like fruitcakes. But in my opinion, unless it's been boiled in that cloth, it's not a clouty dumpling. And, and that's what I'd like to pass through um, Parliament. Yeah, because that's the important thing about the clouty dumpling, isn't it? People often think about the charm that's inside them. Not just the charm of the dish, but the, the gold charms or silver charms that sometimes accompany them. Am I right in thinking that your company offers those as well, for those who are looking for that authentic touch? Yeah, um, so back in the time there used to be many charms, um, as well as coins found in the clouty dumpling. 
and we still supply those beautiful silver charms within our shop. What they used to do is they used to put the charms in the dumplings and then they'd cut up the clutty dumpling when it was made and everyone would get a charm but you were not lucky enough Tom to keep that charm they had to be returned to the owner and then they would go in the pudding the next time but yes we do supply them within our shop and on our um, online shop too and it would be remiss of me on the subject of any Scottish heritage subject uh, not to mention tartan uh, am I right in thinking there's a clutty mctoot tartan as well? So we've got a variety of tartans, so what we do is just to offer that extra Scottish flair to our dumplings, we wrap them in tartan and they make beautiful gifts, but it's also about reusing your packaging as well, which is really important to us. So with our clutes that you get, and depending on which clute you choose, some that are reusable to make the puddings, um, as regards to the tartan ones, we do not want to make a, a pudding out of a tartan clute. But what you can do with that is you also get a weighted bag and you can reuse that as a doorstop or paperweight. You can use it as a handkerchief or a napkin and you can build them up to be in a patchwork quilt. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do with the extra pieces of tartan that we supply with our dumplings. We also offer an Evermore range as well, which is Scottish characters. So we've got Mary Queen of Scots, we've got the Big Yin, um, we've got a James Bond, we've got a Jamie Fraser, we've got so many different um, characters um, that yet again your dumpling gets dressed in, you get a weighted bag and it's all about reusing that packaging. Um, we're all about being environmentally friendly at Clutie Dumplings and we're heading towards being carbon neutral and we're zero waste and we're also disability inclusive employers and we have an 80% disabled workforce which is so important to me um, it really is Well Michelle I think any of the listeners hearing all about these clutty dumplings if their stomach isn't rumbling by now there's really no hope for them um, so I really would like to recommend anyone um, who happens to be in the Perthshire area uh, to come and pay your shop a visit in beautiful Abernethy uh, it's a fantastic place and uh, it has to be said anyone who comes along should marvel also at the fantastically preserved round tower uh, which is there which as you will discover um, has an extraordinary historical story of its own um, so could you just remind us again of your website for anyone who'd like to come along and visit yes my website is www.clutymaketootdumplings.com can I just say something funny about the round tower Tom is my husband loves to do it um, we've got four children is if you're walking halfway up the tower, the, the lights are on sensor. So my husband will knock off the lights <laughs> because there's a lot of steps in that tower to get to the top before you see a bit of daylight. So if you've got a family, it might be quite a funny thing to do is halfway up the stairs, make sure the lights go off and it makes that little bit of a journey just that little bit more spooky. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for having joined us today. It's been fantastic to hear all about your work and indeed about your shop and uh, restaurant, which I really hope everyone will pay a visit to. I have to say it is one of the most unique uh, food experiences you will have in Scotland and I would very warmly recommend it to everyone. Thank you very much, Tom, for having me. Really appreciate it. Delighted that you could join us. and Thank you, everyone, for having tuned in. I hope that you'll uh, come along and listen to our next podcast.
If you would like to find out more about advertising on the Extremist Publishing Podcast, please visit their website at www.extremistpublishing.com for details.